Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. And it is day three. Is it? Oh what? my gosh, it is day three. Oh, what? yeah. There's your Tiff. squad. I don't even know if that's right, but there the you go. The Toronto International Film Festival. Why watch that does it 2019? Hello. Hey. <laughs> so here we go. It's the critic and the Riz F. Uh huh, in the house. <laughs> Literally in the house. <laughs> And the ref is certainly in Toronto right now. And on the ref's third day, we have three movies. Three movies on day three. And we're going to go through them. We'll see what she has to say. So number one on our list is... (laughs) 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 This is something that... When I saw the picture for Tiff that they submitted, I just started laughing. This is Dolomite is my name. Say it is my name dolomite <laughs> now if you saw house party you know <laughs> dolomite <laughs> no. you might have to explain that to some people I don't know. no i will not <laughs> if you don't know what i'm talking about go watch house party <laughs> now watch it okay so this is directed uh and um well, it's directed by craig brewish written by scott alexander and larry karashevsky yes and it stars as dolomite eddie murphy of come course. on and up now, the real name for Dolomite is Rudy Ray Moore. Yes. And it also stars, look, Keegan-Michael Key. Of course. <laughs> what? Mike Epps. Yeah, of course. Uh, Craig Robinson. Uh-huh. Yeah. Titus Burgess. Titus. Divine Joy, Divine Joy Randolph. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. We will now, get see, to him. see, this is what happened. And see, Wesley Snipes, we will get this to is him. why he's in Coming to America. Two, coming up. Anyway. And Coming more and more. America. I mean, Tip is in it. I mean, come on. Chris Rock, Rashifus Jones, Chris, Lou yes. Nell, Snoop. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Tell us, Ref. Now, this, everybody, is a Netflix film. Yes, so appropriately. <laughs> so. It will be available in October. But the Ref got to see it. Tell us, Ref, um, was this a riot or a riot? Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, let's let's go with uh, the plot very, 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 very briefly. Uh, and I do want to add Craig uh, Brewer. You should know him from Hustle and Flow. Yeah, yeah, he did oh, that. Yes, and he he directed many episodes of Empire. So that is good to know in the back of your mind, and that and you know he's doing coming to America. Um, so that will give you a sense. Now, here's the plot. We have Rudy Ray Moore, played by Eddie Murphy. Now, this is during the 1970s. At this point, Harlem is Harlem. And there are parts of LA that are parts of LA. Black culture is in the forefront of black culture. So there are things uh, like black exploitation films, like Shaft and you know, on and on, those type of films. Um, that are out there, but Rudy, he was and is 
an artist. He is a performer. He's an entertainer. I mean, he sings. He sings. He's a comedian. He dances. He does it all. But unfortunately, nobody's looking and nobody's paying attention. He was shuffling them um, feet. He was shuffling everything he had, even that wig. Um, and, and I know these wigs. Eddie Murphy in this role, I mean, he really is a frustrated, has been washed up thinking that he lost his moment in time. And he finds himself being an MC. Well, his day job is that he's working at a, a record store as an assistant manager. How oh, frustrating store. is that? Isn't that sweet? Yes, along with his friend Titus and his uh, DJ who runs a radio station, Snoop, <laughs> out of the <laughs> record store. And his second job is that he's an MC for a little club that has these variety acts. And this is all, you know, black owned, black businesses. But he's unsatisfied. Very, very dissatisfied. And wants to find why he came from the South to the big city to make it wants to find what that thing is. Well, in walks a homeless man, Ron Cephas Jones. He walks in and nobody likes this homeless guy. He stinks, nobody wants to touch him. And he comes in a puffing and a puffing and he says all these rhymes about this mysterious mother named Mother Dolomite. Dolomite? And it's like this poetry, like this slam dance kind of poetry. And he he does it, everybody's annoyed, and Eddie Murphy gives his 25 cents and says, rush along, go away. But there was something about that Dolomite story that struck Eddie Murphy. And as we get into the story, and I'm gonna go past it, you'll, you'll hear the full, full review later. We find that Eddie Murphy is really down on this luck and he clings to this Dolomite character and finds himself finding that man and all the old men who are homeless and sharing all the crazy, extraordinary, ridiculous stories about Dolomite. Now, Dolomite is fictional, but Eddie Murphy thinks that he, if he can bring him to life and put him in his act, maybe people will appreciate it. And that's exactly what he does. Fast forward. It's a success. He makes an album. Oh my gosh. It's a great underground thing. Now he's cussing and saying crude, horrible things that you shouldn't say. The cover of his album is X-rated because women don't have their tops on. This is Dolomite, the pimp. Dolomite. Signifying monkey. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And finally he gets an ultimate idea. Along with his friends, played by Mike Epps, and uh, Craig Robinson and Keegan-Michael Key, he gets an idea. Maybe he should make a movie. Then that way, he doesn't have to travel everywhere. He'd be everywhere at once. And as he says, quote, everybody will know my name. And that's what he does. But the movie is the most ridiculous B-rated movie. And who he gets to direct that movie is Wesley Snipes' character. And uh, by the time you get to the end, you'll have to find out. Now, Rick, you know who Dolomite is, you know what happens. For those of you who don't, you'll have to find out what comes of that movie and what comes of Rudy himself, if he is famous and if everybody knows his name. There it is, in a nutshell. That was the very, very nice way of saying all that. 
Now let me tell you something. Dolomite is my name belongs on Netflix. And the reason why I'm saying that is it was Uh-oh. No, 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 cuz again we'll review this thing in full detail. This is my just my my kickstart reaction. And I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget to tell you. It felt like a movie for those who want to tell you why they like black exploitation movies. Mm. If that makes sense, it felt like I like black exploitation movies. Let's make a movie about Dolomite who was kind of the king of black exploitation movies rather than it, it being about Dolomite. If that makes mm. sense. So it was ebbing in and out of a regular story, a biopic, and then it would go into black exploitation um, tropes that they would use, which either you commit to that or you don't. Now Wesley Snipes committed. He was in a different movie. Well. He played, I don't know what movie he was in, but it was a choice that he made. You'll see that performance and you can judge for yourself. Uh, Eddie Murphy was Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is, is as Dolomite, is a wonderful cast choice. He did himself and it was enjoyable. I can't really say anything. And everybody else was sort of themselves. And there, but there was one standout. I have to say, we have a Broadway veteran coming to us, Divine Joy Randolph, who we know on Broadway, played Lady Reed, and you can do your research to see who that is. Wonderful performance. She kind of, she just grounded everything. And so at the end of the day, the question is, what is this movie trying to achieve? Because I ask myself that, why do we need this movie? Well, you're gonna have funny moments. Chris Rock is there, Snoop, T.I., like all those people we said. It's fun to say that you got to watch this, but the moments that were trying to be serious and the moments that were satirizing Dolomite, it was, I think it was trying to attempt to be a drama sometimes when it just should have committed fully to the satire. That's funny. So we'll see how everybody else feels about this. For me, um, I will warn you, for those of you who are watching on Netflix and want to gather your family, there's a lot of cursing, duh. There's um, women fully out there, duh, it's Dolomite. Um, there are some funny moments, but at the same time, I think, step back for a second and really watch it and, and ask yourself, who is this for? Who is this audience for? And then maybe you'll come up with a conclusion. If you liked, so I'll say this, if you like black exploitation movies, if you're a Dolomite fan, if you're an Eddie Murphy fan, I think you'll, you would definitely want to check this out. Mm, okay, well, we yeah. heard that, and now we're moving to number two on yeah. the list, yeah. which is The Gold Finch. <sighs> now, The Gold Finch. Ooh, you see that be. face? <laughs> <laughs> While we're doing video, we gotta. I know, I know, you gotta do it, have to do it all. Look at that. Now, <laughs> so The Gold Finch, everybody, will be available in theaters on September 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Hmm. And what is this about? Who's in it? Now, it is based on uh, an award-winning book. People love the book. Best-selling, yeah. Yeah, you know, Ref, I started reading it and I stopped, so I, I don't know. But oh. it is directed by John Crowley. Uh -huh. Yes, and he directed 
Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh my gosh, love that. Love that script. It stars Ansel Elgort, mm-hmm. and we have a whole bunch of other people. Nicole Kidman. Uh, is she snotting or something? I mean, you know she's going to do something dramatic. We also have Sarah Paulson in it. Luke Wilson, interesting, is mm. in it. Jeff Wright is certainly in it. Uh, Diddy O'Hare, I love him. He's in it as well, and others. So it's the kid from Stranger us- Things. Yes. Oh my gosh. Talking about yes. People. And you'll mm-hmm. tell us all about that. So tell us, Ref, is this? Do we need our handkerchiefs? Do we need our tissues? Is this the drama that we're all waiting for coming to us on September, Friday, the 13th? Wow. Well, I will say this. I'm gonna. We're gonna do a separate full review. We're gonna have to do that quickly, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna give you very abbreviated. Um, and again, if you're interested, check out the full review. Um, but the abbreviated plot, it's very difficult to go through. There is a painting. It's a goldfinch. It's in, you know, a museum in New York. And a goldfinch is like a bird or something? Yes, it's a a very rare bird that needs to, you know, it's one of the rarest birds, blah, blah, blah. It's painted by a very famous person. It is halaud, ha ha. Something tragic happens. It's a a young boy and his mother who are in a museum. He's standing in front of the goldfinch, looks over and an explosion happens, oh my gosh. Um, unfortunately, his mother doesn't make it. Mm. So Nicole Kidman, um, who lives on the Upper East Side, that kind of woman, she answers the door and there's this detective with this this young boy. And the young boy uh, basically told the detective he doesn't have anywhere to go. The dad kicked town six months ago and now he has no one. He This is the only house he could remember that was friendly. So she takes him in. What all is she taking into her house? Because she has two sons. One, the younger son, who's the same age as the young man. And that young man is Theo, um, uh, just to let you know. Theo, class classmate, um, is Nicole Kidman's um, mom. And so she's got another son who's got some problems. And she has a daughter who is sort of standoffish. And a husband who's up and down, up and down. We don't quite know what's going on there. We do, we'll end up knowing. While he's staying at the home, they draw in this wonderful relationship, and guess who shows up? The dad, Luke Wilson. And off he goes to Las Vegas with his girlfriend, who is Sketch City, Sarah Paulson. And there he meets a young man from the Ukraine, Russia, from, I mean, he's, he just, he's all over the place. And they strike up a friendship. Now, meanwhile, going back and forth in time, we see the older Theo played by Ansel, and we see that he is in a dark place. He's in a hotel, he's got these drugs lined out, it doesn't look good for him. How did he get there? That's how the book starts. Mm-hmm. That's how the, and that's how the book, that's how the movie starts. So mm-hmm. we're, we're going back and forth to see this, this young, innocent kid. And just very quickly, I'm not giving away anything else, you start to see what leads up to the point where Theo is in a, uh, an adult in a hotel about to off himself. What brought him there? And he blames himself for the for the um, death of his mother. And he takes that painting. Mm-hmm. He takes the painting after the explosion 
and the world, the art world, all the world thinks that the painting has been missing. Now that painting has a certain history, which you will find out what that is. And once they find out that it's missing, then there are certain things that start to happen and it will come full circle with that painting. We'll just say that. Now, Jeff Wright plays um, a man who takes him in as a young, as the young boy. He ends up having to leave his father and you'll see how that plays out. Um, and helps raise him and they're in business together later on. This is um, a lot. It's a lot going on. The plot, it's everywhere. So I will leave it at that. How did he get to that place? Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna kill himself? What does it have to do with the painting? What is the resolve? And who is to actually blame for it? Mm -mm. Okay, so all of that. I'm gonna be honest with you listeners and with you critic, I don't know what I was watching. I I mean, I know what I was watching, but it was like, it, I get the effort. It's, it, it comes across as if it would be a great read, but this is not a sit down and read the whole book in a, on a rainy afternoon. I'm quite sure that you read it, put it down, read it, put it down. Oh my gosh, this happens, put it down. That's how you read a novel. Most people don't sit in one sitting and read a novel. So why would you sit in one sitting to watch a movie like that? Because we're all over the place. And it starts off as this art house um, drama. Then it goes into this like coming of age story. And then it goes into a full on heist, like a thriller. And then it ends with what, yeah. I was like, okay, what is happening here? I, I didn't know, quite know. Now I will say the performances, the actors came to do their jobs. Now I don't know if they knew what job they were doing, because it's a complicated, everybody was talking about how wonderful the script was, and I'm sure it read well, but now when you have Jeffrey Wright grasping for stuff, mm. you know, Nicole Kidman is not in it a lot. I'm gonna ruin that for you. So if you're going to say, oh my gosh, this is a Nicole Kidman movie. I can't wait to see it. She's not in it that quite often. Don't be mm. fooled. Um, it is, it's Ansel's movie and this, and the young boy who plays the young Theo, it's their, their movie. So the question is, if you are, if you read the book, The Goldfinch, and you are so interested to see how this plays out, I say, check it out to see if you're right, to see if you like it. If you are like a diehard Nicole Kidman fan, I think you'll be a little disappointed because she's not in it as much. And what they have her do isn't much. So I think you, I will caution you there. But if you want to see, if you're a fan of Ansel and you kind of want to see this new breakout kid star who plays the young Theo, I think you may be interested in something like this. It's long. And if you see it in the theater, you will get restless. I will say that much. But if that's your thing, I say check it out. If you're like, I want to experience the different waves of the, I know the book, I want to experience it. I think you should check it out. I would put a huge caution on those who don't fit into those tiny little categories. All right, now. <laughs> I, I didn't try to, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to throw any shade. I think it'll no, work. No. I think it, it'll work for someone who's really into this world. 
and mm -hmm. I was not particularly so I think you should just move forward with that information yeah yeah there, there was no shade I, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the story there Me too. so while I do that I have a question for you yes won't you be my neighbor <laughs> so we are ending here with as you can see the ref is excited I a beautiful so day <laughs> a beautiful day in the neighborhood and you're going wait have i heard of that you better have this is about mr rogers it is a beautiful starring... day in the neighborhood Be that one <laughs> y'all don't know they know who he is they know who he is so it's starring tom hanks as mr rogers of course of course, of course. Now, who is joining him in the cast? We have Matthew oh, Reese. Go through that cast. Go ahead. Yeah. The Americans. We will tell y'all again. The Americans. The Emmy Award winning. <laughs> Les Americains. Now, also, Susan Kalechi Watson. Y'all know her. Yeah, this is us, yes. Y'all know her. Chris Cooper. Who I saw today. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Love Chris Cooper and more and more and more. There's some other people who do a lot of TV in this cast. I'm excited to hear about it. I love this cast already. And you know that I love Mr. Rogers. So tell us, Ref, is this what we've been waiting for? Now, everybody just know it will be in theaters on November 22nd. I do want to put that out. So that's telling you Perfect. something. Per that's telling you up. something. Yeah. What is it telling us? is telling us that they think this is going to get award nominations at least. Who is this directed by? This is, oh, I'm sorry. See, I got so excited. It's directed by Marielle Heller. Yeah, okay. You know who she is. Mm -hmm. I do. She did, uh, Can You, what was it? Can You Ever Forgive Me? Can You, uh, yes, uh, with uh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, yes. So I know that she knows how to tell a story without pushing. So Marielle is good with that. The screenplay is by Micah Fitzman Blue and Noah Harkster. And it is based on Tom Jannod's book. Yes, and his um, his Esquire um, article. Article. Well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have to contain myself. And I'm, oh. I, I really am, this movie, I wasn't expecting. I was, ex I, I wanted to, I wanted to see it but I wasn't expecting what happened to me. I wasn't expecting that to happen to me. So let's go through the plot. It's Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. And we start off with the song, the famous, you hear the little train, and then you see him walk in like you do, like you would on, on his actual TV show. It's, it's as if it was shot that way. Um, he changes he, into his cardigan. He, he, yes, gets into his cardigan, takes <laughs> off his shoe, throws the one shoe, catches it, oh. and immediately everybody you could hear in the room, you know, every, a lot of people in the room had either experienced growing up watching it or there was a huge documentary about a year before called um, Won't You Be My Neighbor that did very, very well at criti uh, critically. So you just sort of knew what you were expecting. And for me, I watched Mr. Rogers, don't even try and figure out how old I am. And it was I such did too. a, it was a great experience to feel that. And Tom Hanks was so spot on. It wasn't, he wasn't doing a 
that, but he, it was just felt good. And then it shifts and he's going through and he shows you like these different pictures of the different people, the characters that we know. And then he shows us a very specific picture. I won't say what it is. And the movie starts to flip and you go, oh, this is what we're doing. I'm not gonna tell you what happens that. Fast forward, we meet Matthew Reese, Tom. He is a hardcore journalist, award-winning journalist, and he's in a, he does investigative pieces. And most people he interviews don't like him afterward because I mean, he rips them to shred. And all of a sudden, he's given an assignment. And his assignment is, their profile, Esquire is profile, profiling heroes. And one of those heroes is Fred Rogers. Now, how did he get that assignment? You'll find out how he got that assignment. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before that, we find out that his sister is getting married for the third time. And his wife, um, Tom's wife, played by Susan, who is that? such a great pairing, those two, says, we're gonna go to the wedding and I wanna prepare you who's going to be there. Tom's father, played by Chris Cooper. Now, we don't know what happened exactly, but we know that is bad, very bad. And, and Chris Cooper's the- playing him. And Chris Cooper's playing him. And when you get to the wedding, something happens and oh my gosh. Mm. Now, that's something is on the weight of Matthew Reese Tom when he goes to visit Mr. Rogers for the first time. Ah. And you'll see how that interaction plays out. But what he finds is, okay, because he's an investigator in that sense. Okay, I get, I know who Mr. Rogers is, but who's Fred Rogers? And Fred Rogers says, I know who you, this journal, you know, award-winning journalist is, but who's so you have this going on as you push through the movie I like it I like mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. as you push through the movie I'm trying to get through the plot without saying the feeling of it when you push through the movie you find out why Fred Rogers came into Tom's life and what impact that had and how this infamous Esquire um, article which you can go and read how that came to be and you will be surprised how you get there. You'll be surprised how you get there. So at the end of it all, does Tom make amends with his father? Is it a beautiful little bow tied up? Because remember, Mr. Rogers, although he was very, you know, it was a children's show. If you do your research, and if you, especially if you watch that documentary, you know that Mr. Rogers, in a beautiful way, deals with very, difficult subject matters divorce um being bullied all those things and he tries war. to help you I mean, war yes yeah. war he he is there to facilitate how you deal with your feelings so is he successful in this case well you'll have to find out you have to find Whoa. out so that's the plot <sighs> okay i'm sorry i love that plot i've got to say i did not expect it to be that but you go ahead i'm gonna be quiet no, you can go ahead. This is where you're acting. This, I had an experience. It was a spiritual experience. I know that sounds, I know it sounds weird. It sounds, I'm not trying to put anything more than what it was on it, but that's the experience I had. I was a mess. 
I was crying. I didn't want to cry. It wasn't like, oh, this is sad. There were moments of just, I was like, oh no, you won't mess up your makeup. Like, I, Christina, get it together. And the girl beside me was crying. People up in front were crying. And you could tell it was the kind of cry it was like, whoa. It was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Stop it. <laughs> it was just one of those beautiful, beautiful moments. And I have four pages of notes. When we do the full review, I will use those notes. But for right now, I will say, I have never seen, and I'm willing to go on record, I have never seen a more perfectly cast movie ever. Every single actor was appropriate. It made sense from the person who had two lines to the person, to Tom Hanks, who had a lot of lines. And by the way, um, Tom Hanks is the lead, obviously the, the headliner, but this is Matthew Reese's movie. I'll just say that it's his movie. It's it's time for the movie world to see who Matthew Reese is because he did a brilliant job and I would not be surprised. Tom Hanks blew it away. Um, Chris Cooper does exactly what it does. And putting Tom, or excuse me, putting Matthew Reese and Susan together couldn't have been more brilliant. Now, I will say this, is it the most perfect movie ever? No, it is perfectly cast. And every single time, the writing, because it's about forgiveness. It's about how you, what avenues, what journey do you take to forgiveness? And do you actually take it? Does it work for everybody? We'll find that out, you'll find that out. But it literally, when the writing was becoming lofty and floaty, those actors were able to ground it in this beautiful reality that I thought, and this is exactly, this is what I, um, this is what I wrote down and I wanted to share it with you, um, that it had such a deep, rich reality that you couldn't help but to feel the feelings that you feel. So whatever that is for you, well, however it touches you, there's gonna be truth for everyone in this. I, I, I'm just saying, I was in that room with everybody. And this was not the premiere showing, so everybody wasn't going, yay. Mm -hmm. It was people who didn't wanna cry and ended <laughs> up having that experience. I can't say enough things about it. I think it's going to be a smashing hit. Um, I will say that, um, the director deserves a lot of accolade for the use of sound and for the use of no sound. And when you will know exactly what I mean. There is a scene, there is a scene that she lets play out. And she, she talked afterward and she let things play out. And she was mm -hmm. like, we didn't, we, you know, she goes, we live in a world where it's like, it's like, she goes, but that wasn't Mr. Rogers' show. And in the spirit of Mr. Rogers, she, they watched all these um, interviews with, with him. He would let silence ride. And, there, and it doesn't work for every movie, but for this movie it did. And hmm. you're like, no, no, no. And let those si and then you get Matthew Reese doing that? And Tom Hanks, that exchange? Oh, that exchange? Yes, yes. Mm. I say don't walk, run. 
bring tissue, bring tissue, bring tissue. Cause you're gonna go, I'm focused. She's saying all this, I'm definitely not crying. Watch and then write me, <laughs> tweet me, DM me, text me, whatever. You will, you will be touched by this movie. I, I have four pages of notes and I'm not sharing any of that. It was a beautiful experience. I'm sorry that I, that's my favorite thing I've seen. And I've, and I, that was up there. I had a great time with Knives Out. Just Mercy was wonderful, but beautiful day in a neighborhood was a spiritual, beautiful experience that I think everybody should experience. And oh, I want to say this one last thing and I'm done. The director said something that I thought was so important. And somebody asked her, like, why did you let those moments ride? Like, how did you come to that place? And she goes, well, the thing about it is, a lot of the times as women, between women, we, in movies, we see that we, and we do that. We let those moments ride. But she said, for this movie, she said, men, for men and boys to be in more touch with their emotions is important because that's where we are now. We're in some of the problems that we are with, with our society and this imbalance. And that's why we have the times up and all this other stuff. And she said, this is a moment where you, it's about fathers and sons and men and exchanging in places where they're not allowed to go. And I said, oh, that's brave for a woman to say that? In a, in a woman's movement? I thought that was very beautifully said. So there it is. I loved it. Loved it. Well, uh, Dolomite is my name, everybody. October <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, the Goldfinch will be out September 13th. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. November 22nd. I think the ref is saying we all better go see it. Maybe before the 22nd of November. If you can. <laughs> if you can. And we will continue to check in with the ref. It's two more days for you, right? Yeah. And listeners, the next day is going to be what the heck? Okay. <laughs> and the last day, though? Oh. So we have a lot to look forward to. We've already gotten a lot to chew on, to think about, and celebrate. So until next time, everybody, we're still here at TIFF. Well, the ref is. Not me. <laughs>